They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Chloe. Good afternoon and welcome to the Chai Kids show on 101.9. Thank you for choosing the Chai Kids show on Chai FM. My name is Chloe and I'm nine years old and I will be hosting for you today. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. So coming up on Chai Kids today, I will be interviewing Vicky Friedman and she is a theatre director. So stay tuned to 101.9 Chai FM to learn more about what she does and how fun it can be. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a guest the song to challenge your musical knowledge. So listen carefully during the show to be the first one to send in your answer and stand a chance to call in and send a shout out to your friends and school. Here are the details. If you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family, the SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a telegram on 61 1019 and please don't forget to sign your name you can also call us on 0101403020 i repeat 0101403020 get ready for a very interesting show on high kids today It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now, we invite you to relax, let us pull up a chair, as the dining room proudly presents your dinner. Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup du jour, hot order. Why, we only live to serve. Try the gray stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. They can sing, they can dance. After all, this, this is France. And a dinner here is never second best. Go on, unfold your menu, take a glance, and then you'll be our guest. We our guest, be our guest. Beef ragu, cheese souffle, pie and pork on flambe. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. You're alone and you're scared, but the banquet's all prepared. No one's gloomy or complaining while the flatware's entertaining. We tell jokes, I do tricks with my fellow candlesticks. Put it all in perfect taste that you can taste. Come on and lift your glass, you want your own Stressed, it's fine dining, we suggest. Be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. Life is so unnerving for a servant who's not serving. He's not whole without a soul to wait upon. Ah, those good old days when we were useful. Suddenly those good old days are gone. Ten years we've been rusting, needing so much more than dusting, needing exercise, a chance to use our skills. Most days we just lay around the castle, flat, be fat, and lazy. You walked in and oops a daisy. It's a guest, it's a guest, sakes of God, the love is blessed. Wise, important, thank the Lord, I've had the napkins 
freshly pressed with this old shoe watching. And my dear, that's fine with me. But while the cups do this, I'll shoo it, I'll be bubbling, I'll be brewing. I'll get warm, I'll be hot. Heaven's sakes, is that a spot? Clean it up, we want the company in press. We've got a lot to do. Is it one lump or two for you, I guess? By kids, for kids, by kids. They are the High Kids. Your host today is Chloe. That song was Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. This is High Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Chloe and I'm your host for today. Before we start the interview with Vicky Friedman, I want to introduce the, the tongue twister for today. It is, can you can a canner? A can, as a can, a can, can, a can. I repeat, can you can a can, as a can, a can, can, a can. A bit later, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. So call me on 0101403020 to see if you can say it faster than me. I have Vicky Friedman with me in the studio today, so if you have any questions... For her, you can send them on 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019 for her. Good afternoon, Vicky. Hi, Chloe. It's so nice to be here with you. How's your day been? Uh, well, it's been great so far, and I think it's even better because my toe is still tapping to be our guest. I was just listening to that fantastic song that you were playing here at Chai FM, so it's just great to be with you, so thanks for asking. That's good. Where do you work? Well, I freelance, and that uh, sounds like a complicated uh, word, but... Uh, Freelance means I don't work anywhere specific. I don't have an office that I go to every day. I do lots of different kind of work in different places depending on the project I'm working on or the job that I'm working on. So I would call myself a freelancer. What does a theatre director do? Right, so a theatre director is somebody really who has to a play or a musical together. It's like the person who really makes it all happen from a creative point of view. So it really means making sure the actors know what they're doing and that that is coordinated with the costumes and the lights and the sound and everything that's got to happen so that the story is told in a very specific and beautiful way and that it's it makes sense for an audience. And that's a, a, a theatre director's job. And, and that is... To, to put something onto a stage. So it's different to a film director, for example. Same kinds of things, but 
it's quite a specific thing to be a, a theater director. You're bringing together a lot of different elements um, for a live theater performance, a performance that happens in real time with an audience that's, that's there watching at the, at the time. How many plays have you directed so far? Yo, Chloe, I, I really would not be able to, cl- to count at all. And in fact, I have probably directed more, I would say, theatrical things that have to do with music and singers and dancers than I have of plays. So plays are uh, theater performances, but they generally don't have music and singing and dancing in them. They're really uh, mostly just with actors who are, are telling a story or acting out a story and so my focus is much more on musical theater which has got singing and dancing and I just love um, everything that comes together with all those elements I've probably directed more musical theater type of shows than plays but I don't know how many I don't have a number for you and which one has been your favorite Oh my goodness, these are hard questions today, Chloe. Um, it's hard to choose a favorite because it's like a mommy having to choose between her children. She can't do that. She has to love each one as she gives birth to it and grows it and makes it happen and uh, lets it do its thing on a stage. And they're all so different. So I've loved so much of the work that I've, I've done over the years, whether that be as a director or a choreographer or even when I was performing in shows quite a long time ago. And I love that too. So I don't really have a, a favorite, favorite. Um, I did direct um, a, a beautiful um, show called Streets of Gold about, oh, it's a long time, more than 10 years ago, which was um, a favorite. And uh, this is a crazy story, Chloe. The The theater show was for a company called Anglo Gold Ashanti. And they are involved with all things to do with gold. I mean, real gold. And they had all these pieces of magnificent jewelry. They were It was pure gold jewelry. And they had this crazy, insane idea to make a musical about the characters that wear the gold jewelry. Isn't that exciting and interesting? And so that was one of my favorite shows to direct um, because it was so different and crazy and we had we had security guards backstage to guard the gold jewelry. Can you believe it? So I've done weird and wonderful things, but that one kind of stands out as being something that I got to be so creative around. And I worked with fantastic celebrity actors and um, talented composers and musicians and all sorts of people. So I really loved that particular show. So there's a favorite for you. Well, that's very cool. <laughs> How long does it take to produce play from start to finish? So there isn't really um, a one-size-fits-all answer. Um, some plays and musicals or theatre pieces can be done quite quickly, and it depends how complicated the show is. You know, um, and especially maybe if you've got to do something in a rush, you know, artists and creative people are very resourceful, so they can get things together quite quickly. But but the more complicated a process is, the longer it can take. And sometimes if you think about the big Broadway shows that they create um, in America, sometimes those shows can take like five years or seven years or even 10 years from the time that somebody has a brilliant idea in their head 
to the time they write the script and they develop the music and they see what works and they have a read through of that piece and then they have to find some funding to put the show on how will they pay for it these things take a lot of time so by the time they get to broadway sometimes it can be it can even be 10 years um, and that does sound like a very long time but i would say 3 to 5 years for a Broadway, maybe a Broadway kind of a show, maybe. In South Africa, we do tend to do things a little quicker. So maybe a year? I don't know. There's no, there's no answer and it depends on the, on the musical or the, or the play that, that you're creating. Well, 10 years is a long time. Even one year is long. Exactly. It's long. (laughs) How much does it cost to put on a show? A lot. (laughs) And I can say that because you know, these things, um, that, yeah, a lot. Things add up. So once you've figured out, oh, your costumes cost this much and your props cost that much and your actors want to be paid and then you want to make a beautiful set and then you think to yourself, oh, that set's nice, but wouldn't it be nice if we had an extra this or an extra that? So by the time you've paid for all the elements involved in creating a theatre piece, it, do, it is a lot, but it really does depend on the show. And plays tend to cost a little bit less than musicals because musicals have got the music element, the dance element to them and often have bigger um, sets and costumes, whereas a play could be something very small it could just be two actors and it could be beautiful with a simple set so it really depends on on what it is you couldn't even find the words and what to say (laughs) that's how much it really is (laughs) yeah where does the money come from so if you were living in new york or if you were on the west end where all the big musicals happen there are people who would like to invest in musicals um, and plays because those plays on the West End and on Broadway, they make lots and lots of money. So people who, who would like to, to put money into those plays will, will do that. And they're hoping that they will make money once the tickets start to be sold because those shows could run for a very long time. In South Africa, um, I don't know if you, if you know the answer to this question, Chloe, maybe you can let me know. But it is difficult um, for the arts to raise money, so we have to find creative and clever ways to to pay for theatre productions. Sometimes there are sponsorships. Um, you know, maybe a company wants to advertise in your program, and that's maybe a good way to get some a little bit of money and get some ad. And you would then do some advertising. Um, that's a way to do it. And sometimes there are wonderful people who just love the arts and they want to support a musical or a play, something they really believe in, and maybe they would give you some money, Chloe, if you want to put a play on. <laughs> There's a lot of different ways, apparently, and no, I don't know the answer to that. (laughs) Let me know if you find out, Chloe, okay? (laughs) How do you choose which play you want to direct? So I think that a show that you want to work on has to be something that you love in some way because a director will be working on that play with such intensity. They will be reading through the script, understanding every line and knowing how to tell their actors what to say and how to say it and understand every moment of that character. So if you don't really love the play, probably not a good idea to to direct it or to choose to work on it. It's much better if it's something that resonates with you. And then also different kinds of directors like to direct different kinds of work. I like to direct 
musicals and I love to work on theater shows for young people and for youth audience. So I do, I do love that. Um, and some, some directors only want to work on very serious plays, for example. And then there's some brilliant directors that can do all of it. So I think it just, it depends on, um, on the director and what kinds of shows you, um, you really love to work on. Are you one of those people who want to do all plays? Oh, to, to do everything. You know, I've done so much. I generally don't direct straight plays just because so much of my training and my experience was in the dance, in the, the musical theater world. So I do much more, um, you know, the, on the musical side and I do, I do crazy and weird and wonderful things, Chloe. I don't know how come it all, all that kind of stuff falls in my lap, but you know, I've done wonderful things. I work with drummers and I work with acrobats sometimes and, um, I work a lot with, um, uh, traditional African dancers like Zulu dancers and, um, marimba players and I work with jazz bands. So I, I do a lot of different things and I love, um, the, the variety that comes with working with, you know, in all sorts of places. And um, I think also in South Africa, we, we, we do do a lot of different things. We, we don't, we generally don't stick to only one thing because there's not a lot of, of work just to just be a, a radio host. Hey, Chloe, you can't be a radio host every day. So probably you want to do some voiceovers or, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, you do lots of different things uh, when you are sort of in a creative industry. So I direct for, um, corporate events and theater uh, and, uh, you know, um, award evenings, that kind of stuff. So maybe things that the public might not see, um, I try to work on as well. How do you choose the cast? So you can have an audition to, to audition for, for the cast and then the actors would, um, come in. They would maybe learn some of the lines and you test them out just like a screen test for movies or for TV. And you, you would see who does it the best and who is, who is interpreting that character in the best way. And then often directors will see who matches each other. So for example, Chloe, if you were coming to audition for a play for me and I looked at you and you had to be best friends with somebody who was the same age as you and had to I don't know, look similar. I may consider how tall you are or I may consider your, um, how, what your singing voice is like or I may consider who you were acting, you know, with and if you and that other person get on very well and there's a great vibe and you could play best friends in the play, that could really work. So sometimes it's about who else is being cast in the play um, and sometimes it could be how tall you are. Sometimes it could be how well you act. Sometimes it, it's about how well you sing um, or how well you dance. And it just depends what that character needs. So um, there would be an audition process and then you would be selected in that way. How do you have auditions for a play? The audition process uh, normally would be would go through the agents. So uh, agents have lots of actors on their wall. They've got photographs of all the actors on their wall, and they know who they can send to auditions. And then you would arrange the audition at a good venue at a certain time, and you get all your organization skills together. And then you would 
probably have the other creatives there at the audition process. So if there was a choreographer or a musical director, so that's the per the choreographer is the person in charge of the dancing. Musical director is the person in charge of the music. And you'd have the whole creative team, maybe your stage manager there. And then you would sit almost like a, a panel and um, select, you know, you would test out, you would audition each one of the characters uh, one by one. And then at the end of the day, you would choose your cast in that way. And then, Chloe, when you ma- somebody makes that call and they phone the actor and they say, you've got the job. Oh, my gosh, it's the best feeling. I remember getting those calls when I was still performing and it was just like the happiest. You feel better than if you've won the lotto. It's just the best. You just scream. You get the call and you're like, I got the part. I'm so happy. And you scream and shout. It's the best. So that's nice. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is. (laughs) How long do the auditions take? Sure. Um, Really, it depends. It depends how, how maybe unsure the director might be about a certain, you know, choosing between two different actors or two different actresses. But if you are the sure person for the part... And they know for sure, perhaps you come in, you sing your song and they go, wow, she was awesome. She is perfect for this role. And then they would have no need to look further or to run a very long audition process. But I do know that with some shows, there are many callbacks. They call them callbacks. So in other words, you would go and audition. And if they liked you and the other 10 people they liked, they'd call you back the next week. And then maybe they'd fly you somewhere. For example, if the director was in Cape Town, they might fly you to Cape Town and you'd have to meet the rest of the team. And sometimes the processes are quite lengthy depending on the show. What happens if you don't have enough people for the cast? Don't know that that's um, ever happened. You know, there are so many actors and there are so many musical theatre performers and artists really, really want to work. So I think that, um, uh, you know, there there often are more actors than there are parts uh, for the show, but then you'd have to, you'd have to figure a plan because your show has to go on. So you'd have to find an actor. Yeah. What happens if there isn't enough money? (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is a very good question, Chloe. I'm not really sure what the answer is to this question. There's never enough money in the arts. In my opinion, we could always have more. And as I say, creative people are very resourceful and we make a plan and we make it smaller or we get creative. You know how it is if you are um, at home and you, uh, you've got to solve a problem and you just do it. You make it happen. If you have to find the cardboard and the glue and the sticky tape, you'll put it together yourself. It's kind of like that. And uh, we we do um, go to great lengths to, to get ourselves on the stage and get our stories told and our musicals up and our plays on the stage. So we try to be very resourceful. How many people have to be involved in a production? Probably more on a musical than on a play, but a lot. So for all the people you see on the stage, there's a whole lot of people behind the scenes. Um, Lighting technicians, sound technicians, crew members, somebody who works in the flies. That's the the big um, area above the stage where the set pieces might come in. They literally fly in. There might be somebody operating that. Um, There are costume designers and costume makers. And there are, my goodness, so many uh, different people collaborating 
to make, especially a musical. And each of those people are very, very important in the process of of, um, creating a show. What is the difference between directing a musical and a drama? So we did talk about that just now, but um, I think that the uh, a mu- from a, uh, on a musical, the elements of singing and dancing and acting all have to tell the same story, and that is a very important part of directing a musical. So it doesn't make sense, for example, for a singer to sing. I could have danced all night, I could have danced all night, but the singer is standing dead still. That doesn't make sense. So the do- the singer has to be feeling what she's feeling, singing what she's feeling, and dancing what she's feeling, and everything has got to tell the same story, And unless, of course, there's a very specific reason that she's not being truthful with the words she's singing. If she wasn't happy, maybe she'd be crying. I don't know. So all of those elements have to come together to tell the same story. It doesn't make sense, you know, if people are singing about being happy, but their movements look sad, for example, or depressed or down, or they were falling on the floor. I don't know. Everything's got to work together. And then in a play, you're very focused on um, on telling the story purely through the dialogue, the the lighting, the sets, the you know everything that you have, all those elements, and it's just a slightly different medium. But the the music heightens the emotion. Do, do you know what that means? I don't know if that's big words. It 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 is the the way that a person expresses how they're feeling is they burst into song when they're so happy, or they they begin to dance when they want to express something. So those are elements. Uh, director needs to consider when they are directing a musical how do you choose the costumes once again those costumes have got to help to tell the story so that they're very important and a good costume designer will know when is the play set or when is the musical set you wouldn't have modern costumes for a very old-fashioned play unless there was a very good reason for that so the costumes must support the story very well and they must be um, believable and um, they also must be functional. So, for example, you can't put a dancer in a pants that don't stretch. You know, they can't do movements in clothes that restrict them, for example. So all those types of things have to be considered with the costumes. Who designs the stage and props? The stage and props would be designed by specialists um, in that field, prop designers, set designers, um, and there are people that do that for a living and they they are creative and clever and wonderful. And they are so creative on one side and they use a very mathematical side of their brain as well because they have to be able to measure those props and know exactly how big the set has to be and you know that everything fits perfectly so they are excellent almost a bit like um, engineers they have to they have to consider how you know that the safety of it the size of things and if the musical is going to run for a long long time um the set must be able to to stand the test of time it can't fall apart after a week or something so they've got lots also lots to think about and they are brilliant talented people who work in Props design and props creation and set design and set creation. How many people need to work on light, on lighting and sound? So lighting and sound, you normally have a lighting um, designer, 
somebody who who will figure out exactly what lights in what order and at what speeds the lights will come up and down and how those lights will work. And then there are other people who may operate the lighting or fix the lighting. So there would be a lighting team perhaps. And then on the sound side, same thing. Um, the sound designer would set the sound up. And then a sound um, technician may run the sound every night when the show runs. That would be the person just making sure all the, the microphones are the right level and also very technical. So you can see a lot of elements have to come together. What was the first play you directed? Chloe, I think I was probably your age. And the first play I directed was my friends from primary school. And I wrote them all in and I said, come on, we're going to put a play on at your house said to my friend Carrie she had a very nice stoop do you know what a stoop is it's no. like a little it's like a little uh, how can I explain a stoop it's a little like um, a, a, a bel- not a balcony like a little space with a few stairs going down it made a perfect stage and I used to rope all my friends in and I used to be very bossy Chloe I used to tell them what to do you sing here, you dance there, these are our steps, these are our props. So I started very, very young. I always wanted to work in the theatre and I always wanted to perform. And uh, that, I would have to say, was the very first play I directed. And where was it? <laughs> it was at my friend's house. <laughs> and then we even charged our parents money to watch the show. How entrepreneurial is that, Chloe? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> What was the latest play you directed? So the latest play I directed was actually an online play for Purim. Um, I think it was, it's, I think a year ago and we, um, put it on for the SA Jewish Report and it was a Purim play and we recorded everything on Zoom. Sharon Spiegel wrote a brilliant script and Adam Palkovitz took all these Zoom videos and edited them so cleverly together. And it was a little spoof, um, a bit of a joke on Bridgerton and on a few other things. And we created a Purim play with some fantastic actors. And we were even nominated for an award for that. So I'm very proud of that Purim play that we created um, for the community. But it was recognized by the larger Theatre and Arts Community, it was nominated for an Aledi Award for Best Online or Virtual Production. So I'm so proud of that. So that was the last thing we did. So we had to be very inventive during um, lockdowns and COVID. Where do you direct your plays? All over. I love working at all sorts of different theatres and often uh, for different events. We work at some of the conference centres or in strange and weird, wonderful places. So I've directed everywhere from theatres to conference venues to Sun City to Super Bowls to um, all over. It's been super fun. What did you study to become a director? So I studied musical theatre and that was really to learn to perform. But I think that working as a performer and working as a choreographer is really what prepared me to be a director. So to be a director, you need a lot of experience and hands-on experience. And you learn from directors that direct you. And you learn, I learned a lot from directors that I worked with as a choreographer because then you have such an advantage. You're watching what they're doing all the time, picking up tips, learning from them, and they help you a lot to get to where you want to go. How long did you study for? 
So my musical theatre course was three years, um, but of course I danced all through school and um, I did many courses and presenting courses and I also did a, um, B, a BA through UNISA to do communications and do a more academic degree. So I have a lot of a lot of training that I did over the years and then a lot of hands-on uh, experience in the theatre. How do you feel when a play turns out the way you have planned it? Oh, it's so rewarding. I really I love seeing a theatre piece coming to life. And it's wonderful to sit at the back of the auditorium and see people laughing at the jokes or clapping or enjoying something or coming out of the theatre and really having enjoyed it, having felt something special, having laughed and cried. And that's the, the beauty of theatre and storytelling is that you can make people feel something and take them on a journey and have them escape and have them imagine. And I love all of that magical stuff about about what I do. Do things ever go wrong, like lights stop working because of load shedding? <laughs> all the time. All the time. And one has to just keep calm and take a deep breath and just solve the problem. And, you know, there are always people working on a show who will immediately get to work to solve whatever issues may come up. And, yeah, certainly with uh, load shedding, you know, the power and the lights may go out before the generator kicks in. And that has definitely happened to me during shows that I've put on. It's happened, you know, and one just has to roll with the punches. And, um, you know, I've been in, I could tell you a lot of, a lot of stories, Chloe, but you have to carry on. You have to pick up where you can and you just have to do your best. That's the truth. That's not very good. <laughs> well, that's part of life though, because nothing goes completely smoothly, right? So theater is just a, an extension of real life, I think, where, Things can go wrong, and also that's the thrill of uh, watching a live, a live event or a live show. What do you do when that happens? Yeah, you just have to really use your wits, have your wits about you, and always be concentrating. And that's why, when you're, especially when you're an actor in a show, you've always got to be focused because anything can happen. And it's always safety first. Um, so like theatres um, have lots of moving pieces and big uh, sets that move up and down or side to side. And the most important thing, firstly, is that you you and your fellow actors are safe. You're not going to – something goes wrong or falls. You make sure that you're aware or, you know, nothing's going to fall on your head. And that's important. So safety first. And then you're going to use your wits to figure out how to get the story back on track and the play back on track as soon as possible. And hopefully no one's even noticed that anything went wrong, only you knew and you just carried on. Is it hard to be a director? It is hard to be a director. It's very hard. You've got to be pulling a lot of different strings to make everything work. And it takes a lot of hard work and experience and also opportunity to, to you know, to be... Um, to be given a project or to have a project that you can direct. So, yes, it's, it is it is tough, but it is also very rewarding. So on that note, let's take a quick song break and we'll be right back. My dear sweet child, that's what I do. It's what I live for, to help unfortunate merfolk like yourself. 
Poor souls with no one else to turn to. I admit that in the past I've been a nasty. They weren't kidding when they called me well a witch. But you'll find that nowadays I've mended all my ways, repented, seen the light, and made a switch. Yes. And I fortunately knew a little magic. It's a talent that I always have possessed. And here lately, please don't laugh. I use it on behalf of the miserable, lonely, and depressed. Pathetic. Poor unfortunate souls in pain, in need. This one longing to be thinner, that one wants to get the girl. And do I help them? Yes, indeed. Those poor unfortunate souls, so sad, so true. They come flocking to my cauldron, crying spells, Ursula, please, and I help them. Yes, I do. Now it's happened once or twice. Someone couldn't pay the price, and I'm afraid I had to rake 'em across the coals. Yes, I've had the odd complaint, but on the whole, I've been a saint to those poor unfortunate souls. Now, here's the deal. I will make you a potion that will turn you into a human for three days. Got that? Three days. Now listen, this is important. Before the sun sets on the third day, you've got to get dear old Princey to fall in love with you. That is, he's got to kiss you. Not just any kiss. The kiss of true love. If he does kiss you before the sun sets on the third day, you'll remain human permanently. But if he doesn't. You turn back into a mermaid, and you belong to me. No, Ariel. <laughs> Have we got a deal? If I become human, I'll never be with my father or sisters again. That's right. But you'll have your man. <laughs> Life's full of tough choices, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, and there is one more thing. We haven't discussed the subject of payment. You can't get something for nothing, you know. But I don't have. I'm not asking much. Just a token, really, a trifle. You'll never even miss it. What I want from you is your voice. My voice? You've got it, sweet cakes. No more talking, singing, zip. But without my voice. How can I? You'll have your looks, your pretty face, and don't underestimate the importance of body language. <laughs> the men up there don't like a lot of blabber. They think a girl who gossips is a bore. Yes, on land it's much preferred for ladies not to say a word. And after all, dear, what is idle prattle for? Come on, then, knuckle that impressed with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can. But they don't in swoon and fawn on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who holds her tongue who gets a man. Come on, you poor unfortunate soul. Go ahead, make your choice. I'm a very busy woman and I haven't got all day. It won't cost much. Just your voice, your poor unfortunate soul. It's sad but true. If you 
want to cross a bridge, my sweet, you've got to pay the toll. Take a gulp and take a breath and go ahead and sign the scroll. Pops and jets and now I've got her, boys. The boss is on a By kids, for kids, by kids. They are the high kids. Your host today is Chloe. That song was Poor Unfortunate Souls from The Little Mermaid. This is high kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Chloe and I'm nine years old. Are you ready for the guess of the song for today? It is... Send your SMS to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019 if you know what the song is and stand a chance to call in studio to send a shout out to your friends or your school. That has been so interesting and I hope you learned as much as I have. Let's take a quick song. When we return, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You can call now on 0101 In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap! The job's a game. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake. A lark, a spree. It's very clear to see that a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. Robin feathering his nest has very little time to rest While gathering his bits of twine and twig Though quite intent in his pursuit he has a merry tune to toot He knows a song will move the job That song was Spoonful of Sugar from Mary Poppins. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Chloe and I'm nine years old. Are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You can call us on 0101 40 30 20. And I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. Just a reminder that the Guess the Song Challenge question is... You can send your answers to 34519 or telegram 061-895-1019. You can call now on 0101 40 30 20 to see if you can say the tongue twister faster than me. Will you please start the timer? Can you can a can a...
as a canna can, can a can. Can you can a canna as a canna can, can a can. Can you can a Do we have any callers for the tongue twister? Does Vicky Friedman want to do it? Wow, now I'm being put on the spot. Okay, so do you have to start the timer? Is that how this works? Hmm? They're all nodding. Okay, here we go. Can you can a can as a can a can can a can? Can you can a can as a can a can can a can? Can you can a can as a can a can can a can? Can you can a can as a can a can can a can? Can you can a can as a can a can? What's going on for? Five. I got five guys. Well done. On that note. Let's go to the song break. song was Monkey Business from Beautiful Creatures. This is Chai Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Chloe and I am nine years old. Do we have any callers for the Guess the Song Challenge? If not, I will give you the correct answer. The answer is... Can't wait to be king from The Lion King. The first answer was from Lily. Well done for trying. This has been Chai Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Chloe and I'm nine years old. Thank you to my guest, Vicky Friedman. Thanks, Chloe. It is great being here with you. For coming on my show. My producer, Senna and Vussi, for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Chai Kids show only on 101.9 Chai FM. Goodbye.